you're tuned in to Dialogues on AI Digital Pathology. In this podcast series, we'll be speaking to medical and industry experts who will be sharing their thoughts on the evolving trends of AI Digital Pathology and its role in finding effective treatments for non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, also known as NASH. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us on Dialogues on AI Digital Pathology, and I'm your host, Cynthia. This episode marks the end of Season 1 of Dialogues on AI Digital Pathology, and we'd like to thank you for your continued support. We'll be back with more webinars and podcasts lined up for 2021. So please stay tuned to our website at www.pistoindex.com and our LinkedIn page for further updates. AI digital pathology plays a critical role in the world of drug discovery and treatment development for NASH, a globally prevalent liver condition that awaits an FDA-approved treatment. There is a strong need for clinical trials to be empowered by biopsy-based data that is consistent and fully quantitative to determine treatment efficacy. In today's episode, I'm very happy and honored to have with us Dr. Nikolai Noumov, Advisor for Clinical Research and Drug Development in Liver Diseases at Novartis. Additionally, Nikolai has been an advisor for research organizations, pharma companies, the Foundations for Liver Research in the UK, and in Switzerland. Nikolai is a physician scientist with a professional career combining academic research, clinical care, and drug development, all focused on liver diseases. He is a fellow of the Royal College of Physicians in London and also the Royal College of Pathologists in the UK and has led research teams at King's College Liver Unit and subsequently as Professor of Hepatology at University College London. Nikolai's experience at the Novartis headquarters in Basel, Switzerland, stems from all stages of drug development and leadership of global cross-functional teams and programs. He set up and led the therapeutic area hepatology with a broad portfolio in non-viral liver diseases. With his current work focusing on digital pathology with AI assessment of liver biopsies, NASH combination therapies, HBV cure, and liver fibrosis, Nikolai is here to talk about the impact of AI digital pathology in drug development efforts for NASH. So without further ado, let's welcome Nikolai. Welcome to our podcast and thank you for being here with us, Nikolai. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you for inviting me to participate in your podcast. I would like to congratulate you on your initiative to organize podcasts in artificial intelligence, digital pathology, which is a very topical subject. This is timely and it will be very useful to raise awareness and clarify the role of digital pathology in liver diseases and NASH in particular. 
We are more than happy to have you share your thoughts with us, Nikolai. So before we begin, I'd like to find out more about you. I've read about your wide experience in basic and clinical research in liver diseases. So please tell us more about yourself and your background and how you came to be involved in drug development for liver diseases. So as you mentioned in your kind introduction, my professional career combines uh, academic research, clinical care, and drug development, which have always been focused on liver diseases. The academic career spans over 25 years of clinical practice and translational research in viral hepatitis, liver transplantation, and immunology. Initially, this was at the Medical Academy in Bulgaria, then at the liver unit at King's College Hospital in London, and at University College London. My, my initial interests were in liver immunohistochemistry and in situ hybridization. Hepatology as specialty has evolved from analyzing liver histology, and in all departments where I worked, there were regular liver histology meetings. Close interactions between the clinician and liver pathologies were a daily routine in the management of liver patients. At King's, the liver pathologist was Dr. Bernard Portman, from whom I learned and we worked very closely together. I also had the privilege to discuss liver biopsies with Dr. Hans Popper during one of his visits at the liver unit at King's. My research teams at King's College and at University College London subsequently contributed to elucidating the hepatitis B and hepatitis C virus host interactions, both in the natural history and after liver transplantation. One aspect this is particularly important for me is that in my teams, I had a very international mix of fellows, both boys and girls, and many of them are now leading experts and researchers in liver diseases, which is most gratifying for me. In 2006, at that time, I was professor of hepatology at University College London. I was approached by Novartis to join the global headquarters in Basel, Switzerland, to lead the clinical development in hepatitis. The following 12 years at Novartis added new knowledge and experience in all stages of drug development, leadership of uh, cross-functional teams, and running global programs. I think it's fair to say that uh, the complexity of drug development is frequently underappreciated, especially by some with no direct experience. One of my programs at Novartis in Hepatitis C was with the cyclophilin inhibitor Alisporivir, and this was put on clinical hold by the FDA because of a few cases with acute pancreatitis. This led to multiple interactions and discussions with the FDA and other health authorities. And with the concerted efforts of the team, we were able to lift the hold, resume alisporivir development, which overall was unforgettable experience and learnings. I also set up the um, therapeutic area hepatology at Novartis, which is focused on NASH, uh, autoimmune hepatitis, alcohol-induced liver damage, and liver fibrosis. So that's, in a, in a nutshell, my uh, professional experience and what led me to uh, focus on drug development in the latter part. 
Well, certainly, Nikolai, you come with lots of knowledge and experience. Now, given your expertise from a pharma perspective, what is your general view of AI digital pathology when it comes to NASH clinical trials? AI digital pathology is an exciting methodology, I think, which offers great opportunities for new knowledge and understanding of liver disease pathogenesis to better define the treatment response. And it also reveals new features which cannot be identified by human eye and conventional light microscopy. If, if I have to summarize the key advantages of digital pathology in NASH, I would highlight the following. Firstly, AI digital pathology provides standardized, precise, and reproducible quantitation of key NASH features on a linear scale. For example, it quantitates the amount and the characteristics of fibrosis in the liver tissue, steatosis, inflammation, ballooning, as well as the changes in these uh, as a result of treatment. It provides more granularity of the NASH features and details of treatment response, avoids inter and intra-observer variations in the current categorical assessment, which we recognize as a limitation. It allows asking more specific questions, thus we gain new understanding of NASH pathogenesis. And finally, Digital pathology allows complex analysis in NASH disease and treatment response by combining the outputs of digital pathology from the biopsies along with the results from imaging, from the non-invasive tests, and the clinical parameters. Having said that, I would like to emphasize that artificial intelligence and digital pathology should not be seen as a replacement of the routine diagnostic assessment of liver biopsies. At present, reliable diagnosis of NASH can only be made by histopathological assessment of the liver biopsy. And according to the FDA guidance, liver histology is needed to determine eligibility for enrollment and for the endpoints in advanced stage clinical trials, phase 2B, phase 3 trials in NASH. While for the early stage trials, proof of concept, uh, which are of shorter duration, there is no need for liver biopsy. In the conventional liver histology, in addition to the descriptive findings from the liver biopsy, several scoring systems have been developed to grade liver inflammation and to determine the stage of fibrosis. For example, the Ishak and Metavir scores were developed primarily for viral hepatitis. Specifically for NASH, there are several scoring systems. The NASH Clinical Research Network, or CRN, as abbreviated, the FLIP, the SAF scoring system, of which the CRN scoring system is the most widely used in clinical trial endpoints because this is the system accepted by the regulators. Importantly, I'd like to highlight that the CRN and other scoring systems are not for diagnosing of NASH. They are used for quantitative assessment of the changes of the NASH-defining features over time during longitudinal studies or as a result of treatment. The accumulating evidence demonstrates that 
the semi-quantitative scoring systems, even when they are performed by very experienced pathologists, have substantial limitations and the results, I think it's fair to say, are suboptimal. We are all aware of the challenges due to inter and intra-observer variations, for example. And here comes the digital pathology and uh, I'd like to highlight that it will overcome these limitations from the scoring systems. Artificial intelligence can facilitate drug development by providing accurate reproducible definition of the enrollment criteria, the use of continuous values for standardized quantitative assessment of efficacy endpoints for activity, disease activity or fibrosis will be more sensitive and reliable. Progression to cirrhosis is currently an accepted endpoint for phase three trials in the FDA guidance and artificial intelligence can define this better and replace the descriptive definition with digital quantitation of liver fibrosis and the changes as a result of treatment. Specifically for trials in patients with established cirrhosis or as we call it F4 fibrosis, digital pathology will give us new insights in the fibrosis, in the cirrhosis regression. For example, what are the features in patient subset in whom cirrhosis regress as a result of treatment? What are the collagen and the sector characteristics in those with cirrhosis resolution versus patients without cirrhosis resolution? So overall, I think that in NASH trials, a central pathologist will still be needed for diagnosis to provide standardized eligibility assessment for enrollment and uniformity of the overall biopsy assessment in patients in the trial. Digital pathology, I believe, will replace the scoring of disease activity, the NAS, and the staging of fibrosis. It will deliver this standardized reproducible method, which will reduce the workload of the pathologist and improve the scoring results. In addition, AI digital pathology will add new parameters which are not detectable by the human eye. And with proper validation, I believe the key digital pathology parameters will gain regulatory approval and will become the new endpoints in NASH trials. Other digital outputs will be used to understand the biology of NASH disease in parallel with the regulatory approved endpoints. So, Nikolai, as you speak about the NASH clinical trials, because there are increasingly more combination therapies in the NASH pipeline from many biopharma companies. So, what are your expectations of AI digital pathology specifically for combination therapy in the NASH clinical trials? Uh, thank you, Cynthia. This is a good question. Uh, as NASH is a complex disease which involves metabolic abnormalities, chronic inflammation, and progressive fibrosis. Patients with NASH are heterogeneous, and the current consensus is that combination regimens will deliver greater efficacy and faster benefit for NASH patients. However, currently, the choice of compounds for combination studies is largely empirical. The predominant changes in NASH liver histology may differ in response to compounds with different mechanism of action. And in this respect, digital pathology will help defining more specific changes in morphology and the time course of these changes, which will provide 
understanding of what different compounds are doing to liver cell death, inflammation, and fibrosis. Several studies using digital pathology and results from these studies were presented at the American Annual Liver Meeting earlier this month. And they clearly demonstrate that there are significant effects of monotherapies or combination regimens on liver fibrosis and NASH activity, which were not observed by conventional histology and not detected by scoring systems. Use of digital pathology clearly revealed that there is much more going on with liver fibrosis than captured by conventional light microscopy. Artificial intelligence identifies new parameters in NASH histology, for example, the zonal quantitation of steatosis, inflammation, or fibrosis, the characteristics of collagen fibers, assessment of the proportional area of F1 to F4 fibrosis in one individual liver specimen. All these are not possible to the human eye and are not part of the conventional evaluation of liver biopsies. Such novel parameters will provide better in-depth understanding of the mechanism of action of different compounds and will provide new evidence how to design combinations for greater improvement of NASH histology. Digital pathology also includes different approaches, for example, with supervised and unsupervised algorithms. And depending on the objectives, they can be used for in-depth analysis of combination therapies by combining the outputs from digital analysis of liver specimens with genetic analysis, metabolomics, or transcriptomics. Thank you, Nikolai. You've been a practicing hepatologist for some time before stepping into the pharma world, and you would have seen the advent and evolution of many new technologies in the area of hepatology. So in your view, what is that critical gap that needs to be bridged in order for AI digital pathology to be used widely in ASH trials and in future patient care? Digital pathology is a new tool, and I have no doubt that it will have a major impact for research, for clinical trials, as well as in the clinical practice. Years ago, the introduction of molecular biology techniques revolutionized the accurate diagnosis of hepatitis viruses and monitoring of treatment response. They allowed the discovery of hepatitis C virus, for example, before the virus was seen. The polymerase chain reaction initially was, had very restricted use and was only done in research laboratories with extra measures to prevent contamination, which I remember well. Subsequently, however, it became standardized and widely used essential tool. For acceptance of digital pathology and wide application in NASH clinical trials, I think there are several steps or, or requirements. Firstly, the key parameters obtained by digital pathology will need to demonstrate that they are clinically meaningful and predict clinical outcomes. There are already preliminary data showing that higher Q fibrosis, as determined by two-photon microscopy, is associated with increased incidence of liver-related events during the follow-up. Also, higher fibrosis score by uh, machine learning 
assessment at baseline and higher proportionate areas of ballooning and portal inflammation were shown to be predictors of progression to cirrhosis in another study. So this is very encouraging, important first steps and further confirmation in longitudinal studies will be needed. Secondly, it's important to the digital pathology parameters to gain acceptance by the regulatory authorities, FDA, MA, as methodology, as well as its value in clinical uh, drug development, which digital parameters can be used as endpoints in clinical trials. Operational aspects for use of artificial intelligence in uh, clinical trials is the next important requirement. In my view, digital pathology should be integrated in clinical trial protocols, and for this purpose, it is important to clarify the place of artificial intelligence digital pathology in the setup and the conduct of the clinical trials. As I mentioned already, in my view, artificial intelligence will not replace the role of the central pathologist in NASH trials. We will still need two pathologists, a local one for diagnosis and determining patient's eligibility, and also a second a central pathology review for all liver biopsies. Artificial intelligence will then be used to provide a quantitative assessment of NASH features and to identify new digital pathology-based features. At the end of treatment biopsies, artificial intelligence will provide, again, quantitative assessment and analysis of the changes of these NASH features as a result of treatment. Such infrastructure will be needed at the beginning, and it will be on the basis of the results from this setup to decide how this will continue in the long term. I think it's also important to raise the awareness of digital pathology results and the ability of what digital pathology can provide but with publications and with educational events like your podcast series at the moment. And finally, what I'd like to highlight is that digital pathology is not alone in this concerted effort to be applied and involved in the clinical trials. As this is part of a general trend to use artificial intelligence and machine learning with existing examples already and publications for the use of artificial intelligence to monitor ECG for screening of breast cancer, use for oncology diagnosis and for better selection of patients for different treatment regimens in oncology. So I'm very optimistic for the future use of digital pathology and the benefits that it will bring to research, clinical trials, as well as patient care. That's great to hear about your optimism, Nikolai. Let's look at the variations of AI digital pathology. In your view, if we were to compare between supervised machine learning and neural network, which would be the more ideal AI approach when assessing biopsies from NASH clinical trials? As I mentioned earlier, digital pathology includes supervised and unsupervised or neural network algorithms. The key difference is in the data used to train the algorithm, whether they are labeled in the supervised models or unlabeled in the unsupervised models. And as a result, they produce a black box with multiple tiles. 
Assessment of liver histology is a visual exercise for diagnosis and for quantification of specific features. Thus, for clinical use and for the NASH clinical trials, in my view, the supervised machine learning is more appropriate and more useful. It provides quantification of morphological parameters that are recognized by clinicians and pathologists. Thus, supervised machine learning approaches are more suitable for drug development and NASH trials. On the other hand, the unsupervised models, I think, are preferred by the computer scientists. They could be applied for addressing research questions, uh, hypothesis testing, or evaluating relations between liver histology, transcriptomics, metabolomics, etc. Thank you for addressing that, Nikolai. Now it's time for us to move on to our Q&A segment. We have a few questions here from pharma and biotech companies that are currently planning for or are involved in the NASH clinical trials, and they would like to hear your views. So here's the first question. There was a recent editorial by renowned pathologist Professor Elizabeth Brunt in the Hepatology Journal with a focus on liver biopsy reliability in clinical trials. In this article, Professor Brunt expressed a multitude of factors that could affect the liver biopsy interpretation of NASH and suggested that open interactions among investigators, pharmas, study analysts, and liver pathologists to best understand each other's methodologies, terminologies, and expectations could elevate disappointments during these NASH clinical trials. So, Nikolai, do you think that moving forward, this could be a practical solution? The editorial by Professor Brunt was published in Journal of Hepatology, and it appears in the December issue of the journal this year. This editorial provides commentary on the role of liver pathologist in the NASH trials, and it is triggered by the publication of this in the same issue of the Journal of Hepatology by Davison and colleagues, who analyzed the phase 2b eminence trial, and in their paper they highlight the limitations of the CRN and other scoring systems as endpoints in NASH trials. Now, if we take a step back, the CRN scoring system was developed in 2005 and comprises 14 histological features, four of which were evaluated semi-quantitatively, steatosis on a scale from 0 to 3, lobular inflammation 0 to 2, hepatocellular ballooning 0 to 2, and fibrosis in stages from 0 to 4. Another nine features are recorded as present or absent. And in the original publication led by Dr. Feiner, it was mentioned that the inter-rater agreement in adult cases is 0.84 for fibrosis, but for liver lobular inflammation, it is only 0.45. The agreement overall on the diagnostic category was 0.61. As another example, we also remember, for example, that in the Flint phase 2 trial with the beta-colic acid, the Central Pathologist Review considered that 20% of the entry biopsies were not with definitive NASH. So 
I think I'm bringing this as that examples for the challenges with the review of liver biopsies in the NASH trials, as outlined by Davison and colleagues, are not an isolated event. Recognizing the discordance between pathologists as well as the challenges with evaluation of liver biopsies in NASH trials, the Liver Forum organized liver histology webinar series. So, in, in reply, Cynthia, to your question, yes, there is an ongoing initiative by the Forum for Collaborative Research bringing together all key stakeholders in assessing liver biopsies in NASH trials. The first meeting of this liver histology webinar series uh, took place on the 1st of September this year, and the second meeting on the 27th of October was specifically dedicated to digital pathology with participation from uh, the FDA and EMA. Uh, expert pathologists were there, Dr. David Kleiner and Dr. Pierre Bedosa, uh, as well as clinical investigators and uh, pharma companies. There were presentations at this meeting on digital methodologies for use in NASH trials, and this was provided by three companies, HIST2Index, PathAI, and PharmaNest. At the last ASLD annual meeting in November, there were several presentations with new data on the use of AI digital pathology in NASH, which provided information and clearly demonstrated the benefits and the new information that we gain by using digital pathology in NASH trials. Thank you, Nikolai. And um, we hope you could add uh, more insights into this because there's a follow-up question how can AI-based digital pathology aid all stakeholders in this case? So continuing from my previous answer on the initiative by the Liver Forum, I would highlight that the Liver Forum, which is led by Veronica Miller and her team in the United States, uh, has been a very productive, effective organization bringing together all key stakeholders for drug development and novel therapies, uh, investigators, the regulatory authorities, big pharma and biotech companies. Initially, many years ago, this started with uh, focus on HIV. Then it expanded to hepatitis C virus and therapies for hepatitis C. And now the Forum for Collaborative Research includes a spectrum of liver diseases and especially NASH. Thus, I think this is an optimal setup and organization with participation of all stakeholders to discuss and identify the collective path forward for using the advantages of digital pathology in NASH trials. And to summarize my view, I believe digital pathology could bring numerous benefits into the NASH trials. Firstly, the use of digital pathology will reduce the screen failure rates by avoiding the inter-observer variability. Secondly, digital pathology will replace the scoring of liver disease activity, the NAS and the staging of fibrosis, and it will deliver standardized, sensitive and reproducible method which will improve the scoring results. It will also add new parameters which are not detectable by human eye and beyond the abilities of conventional light microscopy. Digital pathology also will reduce the burden to the liver pathologists and the time they spent on scoring liver biopsies before and after treatment. The, the introduce, digital pathology will introduce new and sensitive reproducible endpoints that 
have been agreed by the regulatory authority, and that is important for the clinical trials. And finally, I believe digital pathology will reveal new parameters that will enhance our understanding of NASH pathophysiology, as well as the treatment response uh, with respect to fibrosis regression and uh, cirrhosis resolution, as I mentioned earlier. Thank you, Nikolai. We are at our final question. As a NASH drug development company, there are pathologist readouts as biopsy-based endpoints, and the company has recently used AI digital pathology to read the slides. So the question is, how can we best convince regulatory agencies like the FDA, the EMA, to accept fully quantitative assessment of biopsies as secondary or even primary endpoints for NASH clinical trials? So the NASH Clinical Research Network scoring system is currently the reference histological scoring system used for assessment of fibrosis and disease activity in NASH trials. I think um, digital pathology in general is a new methodology and there are some differences between the techniques and the algorithms that are employed by AI digital pathology. Thus, for an initial period, we will need to use in parallel, I think, the conventional liver pathology with the CRN scoring system and other scoring systems, FLIP, SAF, for example, and artificial intelligence digital pathology. However, with time, the collective efforts involving clinical investigators, liver pathologists, and pharma companies will generate results demonstrating that AI digital pathology is the better approach for quantitation of recognized features in the liver biopsy and also for identifying new parameters. Published data, although preliminary, already demonstrate that higher fibrosis score as detected by two-photon microscopy is associated with increased in incidence of liver-related events during the follow-up. And another example is that uh, machine learning assessment of the fibrosis score at baseline and higher proportionate area of ballooning at baseline biopsies were shown to be predictors of progression to cirrhosis during a follow-up of patients with F3 fibrosis at baseline, and some of them progressed to F4 at the end of the follow-up. So further confirmation in longitudinal studies is needed to demonstrate that key parameters from digital pathology are predictors of clinical outcomes. The results will be presented at international liver meetings, publications, and discussed when pharma companies interact with health authorities. So ultimately, the data, I believe, will speak for themselves and will lead to acceptance of AI digital pathology endpoints for both primary endpoints as well as for secondary endpoints in future NASH trials. Well, you have given really clear pointers and highlighted the significant advantages of AI digital pathology, especially where you mentioned how the key parameters of AI digital pathology are important predictors of um, NASH outcomes. Thank you so much for sharing these insights with us, Nikolai. So with this, we've come to the end of our Q&A segment. Now, before we end our podcast, what key takeaways would you like our listeners to keep in mind based on what you've shared today? As I mentioned at the beginning, hepatology as a specialty has evolved on the basis of liver histology. 
and liver histology is currently central to diagnosis of NASH and for evaluating treatment response. So I think that the application, the use of artificial intelligence, digital pathology will bring this up at the next level. And it is frequently said that uh, liver biopsy is an invasive procedure, which is true. But if we are taking the trouble to do a liver biopsy, we must maximize the information that we are getting from the liver tissue using new te techniques such as digital pathology. So, in summary, in my view, digital pathology in liver diseases in general will have multidirectional benefits. With respect to liver research, it will unravel new findings, especially in fibrosis progression and regression, relation between liver cell death, inflammation, fibrogenesis. It will allow investigations involving combined quantitative analysis of digital pathology, genomics, and transcriptomics. With respect to clinical patient care, it will enhance the contribution of liver pathologists with a standardized and numerical assessment of new parameters. As I indicated in, in my response to one of your questions earlier, digital pathology will bring numerous advantages to NASH trials by reducing the screen failure rate, by using sensitive and reproducible endpoints for the NASH trials that have been agreed by the regulatory authorities. It will deliver standardized and reproducible method that will reduce the workload from the liver pathologists in quantitating the NASH features. And I think that digital pathology will replace the scoring of disease activity, NAS, and the staging of uh, fibrosis. However, we know that progress depends very much on technology, but it also needs persistence and moving forward is uh, step by step. Wonderful to have your great insights, Nikolai. Thank you so much for being our guest today. It's really our pleasure to hear your great advice and we look forward to having you again in the future, Nikolai. Well, Cynthia, I would like to thank you because it was very good to, to talk with you and uh, to discuss these important questions related to uh, the specifics and the use of digital pathology in, in NASH. Thank you again. Pleasure to speak with you. Likewise, Nikolai. And with that, we've come to the end of our podcast. And I'd like to thank all of you for your great support once again in listening and supporting our episodes, which we really hope has been insightful to you. As we expect more developments from the current studies and clinical trials in NASH, we will be back in 2021 to bring you more conversations with experts from the industry. If you have any suggestions or inquiries regarding our programming, do send a note to us at info at histoindex.com. Also, please stay tuned to our website or the LinkedIn page for updates. You've been listening to Dialogues on AI Digital Pathology. Thank you for tuning in until our next episode. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year ahead. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>